Hello and welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's June 4th, 2020, and this is episode 47. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. Well, just when you thought life was maybe getting a little bit back to normal, uh, now we've got some incredible social upheaval happening that I think we're all taking notice and taking inventory. And there's some really interesting films uh, to to discuss with regards to the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, Warner Brothers is making available uh, for free for the next, for the month of June. Uh, you can rent uh, their 2019 film, Just Mercy. Uh, you're able to rent it, I think, on I believe on all major streaming platforms. I just rented it on Apple iTunes and am planning to watch it this weekend because I didn't get to see it. When it was in theaters, I believe it opened up uh, initially in, in December of 2019, and so, uh, as you may recall, uh, Just Mercy is uh, a film which is which is based on a true story. Uh, it's it's it, it's based on a book written by a lawyer named Brian Stevenson, who is African American. He uh, graduated from Harvard Law School, and instead of taking uh, a lucrative corporate job or you know working for working for a, a law firm, he decided to move to Alabama and to become a public defender, particularly of of people on death row who have been who were wrongly convicted or who were not afforded proper representation in the first place, and. Uh, so the character of Brian Stevenson in the film is played by Michael B. Jordan, and uh, he's joined by Brie Larson, who also works with with him uh, in uh, you know in their uh, law firm. They're a little they're they're uh, you know what I think it's just I think it's just the two of them working working together, and then this film stars uh, Jamie Fox who plays a criminal who's on death row named Walter McMillan. And uh, Walter McMillan was sentenced in 1987. Um, he had the death penalty for a murder of an 18-year-old girl. And he was convicted despite a preponderance of evidence proving his innocence. And so this film talks about uh, how Brian Stevenson, again played by Michael B. Jordan, how how uh, they're able to uh, right this horrible wrong. So that's, I think, a terrific thing that Warner Brothers is doing is to make this uh, film available. So again, that's Just Mercy, uh, and look for it on, on your favorite streaming uh, platform, whether that be iTunes or, uh, you know, Amazon Prime or, or uh, any one of those 
uh, places where you are renting uh, streaming movies. Another interesting thing that's 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 come of of uh, this very uh, important and critical resurgence of, of of Black Lives Matter is uh, on the Criterion Channel streaming service. So uh, Criterion, I'll have links to this on my on the blog on my website. But but the Criterion Channel streaming service is a is a paid service. But what they're doing is offering a a, a series of of uh, African American films that are uh, um, you know that focus on black lives, and they've taken down their paywall for for a few of these titles. I don't know how many because since I subscribe to the channel, I can I can see them all. But uh, what they're saying is that even if you aren't a subscriber, you can watch many of these films for free so on the criterion channel it's uh they're calling this this group of films uh, pioneers of african-american cinema and they're talking about uh what these are these are known as the as race films and and they've got some information about this on their website so i, I will summarize that f for you here but uh, these films, flour these race films, flourished in the U.S. between um, the 1920s and the 1940s, and uh, these films were funded, written, produced, edited, distributed, and often exhibited by people of color. Uh, these filmmakers were real entrepreneurs, and they really built their own studio system. Uh, independent of the established Hollywood studios, and so they have this. These films have a have a very unique visual and narrative style, and and uh, really, these African American filmmakers were were trailblazers, and so uh, these films, as I mentioned, because I've subscribed, I there are sixteen of them in this particular. Uh, collection um, on the Criterion Channel website, but they've got multiple films by uh, the director Oscar Michaud. Now, Oscar Michaud, uh, the first film they they, they have is, is is called Within Our Gates. Uh, I should say the earliest film that they that they have is, and this was uh, released in 1920, and it's the earliest surviving feature film by an African-American director. And Oscar Michaud actually um, had made another film. His first film was made in 1919. It's called The Homesteader. And sadly, that film is, is has been lost. So not available. But there are multiple films from Oscar uh, Michaud, uh, again, between the period of, uh, you know, from the 1920s through uh, the um, 1940s. And then just... just uh, yeah, a series of films from from other directors, which I, I don't know much about. So I'm looking forward to to uh, exploring this catalog and and seeing some of these interesting uh, interesting films from these pioneers of of African American cinema. Uh, what the Criterion Channel is saying is that taken together, these vital and long neglected works 
represent a rich alternative history of American cinema, forged by innovative artists who defied systemic oppression to tell their own stories on screen. While we're still uh, waiting and hoping that movie theaters are going to open again, uh, there's there are some more virtual cinema options uh, that I'd like to talk to you about, and 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 this one's really focused on on a virtual cinema service that's being offered by uh, the film at Lincoln Center uh, group. This group used to be called the Film Society at Lincoln Center. Now they just changed their name to film at Lincoln Center, and they're based out of Lincoln Center in uh, New York City. And they are responsible for the New York Film Festival every year. Uh, they also publish the Film Comment uh, magazine, which is one of the premier magazines about film and film cu culture in, in the country. And uh, they uh, they've got an interesting mission. They are devoted to supporting the art and elevating the craft of cinema. And they're the only branch there at, at, at Lincoln Center uh, that focuses on the moving image. You know, most of the things at Lincoln Center, there's, you know, the Metropolitan Opera, the New York Philharmonic. So things that are focused on, on music and, and artistic performance. Uh, but this is the one that's, that's focused on on the moving image. They're a nonprofit organization. They were founded in 1969, and uh, I'll have I'll have links to their their website again if you're not familiar with with them. They uh, like you to become a member. They have they they have uh, annual dues. I think the lowest one is starts at twenty five dollars, and then kind of the regular individual one is around eighty eight dollars. So it's not necessarily uh, inexpensive, but uh, you, you get a subscription, a digital subscription to their film comment magazine, which which is really an excellent publication if you're you're into that sort of thing. And uh, they do they do a lot of interesting stuff. So this virtual cinema that they've got going on now. Um, they are doing this with they've partnered with with the film distributors and so you uh you get to pay and usually it's between like 10 and 12 dollars a viewing you get to, and you're basically renting the movie you get it i think there's a three-day window uh, at least that's what they said on the on, on the website and i think if you're a member they can send you a code where you get a little bit of a discount I haven't done this yet, but uh, I think I think I'm going to. We'll see how how things roll out uh, this this uh, week with how much time I've got. So the uh, uh, this virtual cinema though they've got they've got a very eclectic mix of, of films that they're offering, and it sounds and it sounds like they're they're adding films as as they go. So opening up on on uh, Friday, June fifth, is a film directed by uh, Abel Ferreira called Tommaso, and uh, Abel Ferreira 
three teams with with actor Willem Dafoe, and uh, it's about an an older American expat who lives in Rome with his young wife and their daughter. So, uh, I am. It sounds it sounds intriguing. Said so that that uh that is that's uh, available this this week. Then they've just got and that film the uh the countries that are listed in it are uh Italy, the United Kingdom, the USA and Greece. Uh also opening is is uh I guess you know I'm calling it opening but you know that's 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 making being made available this week is a film called Yourselves excuse me Yourself and Yours. Uh, it's a South Korean film made in 2016 and directed by Hong Sang-gu, excuse me, Sang-soo. Sorry, I'm saying his name wrong. But this is um, uh, Sang-soo's 18th feature. And it continues his exploration of the painful uh, things of modern romance. Uh, and it's a very, I guess it's a very sophisticated breakup and makeup comedy. Uh Again, I'm, that's something I, I, you know, sound, might be worth checking out uh, from from South Korea. They've got a film from Brazil called uh, Baccarat, a documentary called The Booksellers, uh, made by filmmaker D.W. Young. There's a, a great Italian film. I've, actually, I've seen this film. It's called Caro Diario, which means Dear Diary. It's made in 1993 by the Italian filmmaker Nani Moretti. And it actually, Moretti won the Best Director Award at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, it's a it's a semi autobiographical triptych uh, with three separate chapters that are basically diary entries. But uh, that's the one that I thought you know I should, I should probably sign up and, and 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 check this out. So anyway, I'll provide links to this, and you can see. Some of these uh, interesting films, and uh, they just it looks like they've kind of got one planning one a week or so, at least to add to it. And I don't know. Well, I think some of these films too, they're listed how long that they're going to be available to watch in this quote-unquote virtual cinema. And so uh, it's one of those that you kind of have to I think act on because it's not going to necessarily be there forever. Um, one of the reasons I think that film and Lincoln Center really set up this virtual cinema too is because uh, they basically just have theaters that are there at Lincoln Center and and that's where people go watch these movies. And since theaters are, are, are you know are closed across the country, including at Lincoln Center, uh, this this was a, a nice solution that they were able to to co-create with, with uh, some of these film distributors so again just always grateful for another another uh online option where we can take care of our of our movie fix Finally, uh, just really as a final final note of, uh, of the podcast this week, 
I've just been having uh, a ball watching. Uh, I've got two ongoing movie projects, which we can blame on COVID nineteen. One of them I was doing anyway, but uh, I've been watching a bunch of sci-fi movies that are listed in a really terrific book from Turner Classic Movies called uh, TCM Must See Sci-Fi. And they're 50, they list 50 films. So basically, you know, I'm planning just to watch one a week, which which I've been doing. Uh, 50 science fiction films that uh, are, are meritorious for one, for one reason or another. Uh, the uh, the films have really been varied, and also, of course, it just depends on the on the time period that they on the, the that they were made. Uh, the nineteen fifties films were particularly funny, uh, or, or 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 I should just say um, memorable. They uh, they're films like uh, the Blob and the uh, the Thing from Another World. Uh, it came from outer space, <laughs> you know, those types of things. Uh, but uh, some of them, of course, are just are really great. Like uh, the original Godzilla from 1954, Them, also from 1954, which I think is great. Um, uh, Forbidden Planet, and and uh, uh, anyway. These uh, now I've been we're about we're we're finishing up the 1960s. This weekend I'm I guess the last weekend I watched the original Planet of the Apes from 1968, which which was really terrific. I I've seen it before, but it's been years. And you know there there were a lot of sequels and then there's been a lot of remakes. But honestly, that original film from 1968 with Charlton Heston. Um, it was 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 great. I highly recommend it. This weekend, I'm watching um, the classic 2001: A Space Odyssey, also from 1968, which I've seen before, but I'm really excited to watch watch it again. Um, definitely more cerebral kind of a uh, uh, sci-fi. So that's really been fun. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, and I wish you would, and there's links, of course, on on the podcast on my blog. But I've been putting little mini reviews about all these films. But really, you should just get the book. So I'll I'll put a link to the to the book again on in the podcast notes. But that fifty um, musty sci-fi uh, films uh, book from TCM. It's written by uh, film historian Sloane DeForest, and uh, it's really it's really it's really been fun. The other film project that I've taken on, which is which is really due to COVID, because I've just needed another movie watching project since I can't go to the theaters. Um, I am tackling watching all 24 James Bond uh, you know, films, the 007 films. Um, as I mentioned, there's 24 official ones. And and I just barely, well, I guess I just have watched the eighth one. You know, Sean Connery, he made six of them. Uh, and he made the first five. Then number six was, was uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Which starred George Lazenby, uh, who was an Australian actor and model, and he's the only one that he made. And actually, it's qu it's quite a good film. I think a lot of times it gets maligned, but uh, it's a pretty good film. But it was his one and only his one and only showing. Sean Connery came back again in 1971 for Diamonds Are Forever, and that was his final his his sixth 
and final film. And then Roger Moore uh, picked up the, uh, the 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 James Bond baton and uh, and did Live and Let Die, and that was the one I most watched most recently was Live and Let Die from 1973. But uh, just a quick recap of the Sean Connery James Bond films and. Uh, Again, if you follow me on Instagram, I've got little little mini reviews uh, of these two. So please follow me there if you if you if you'd like. But uh, I I think Sean Connery is really the best James Bond, and we'll see how that goes as I, as I, with the rewatch. But for the most part, I, I I thought his films were good. My most favorite one uh, is the third Bond film, which is Goldfinger. From 1964, I just thought that really, uh, as far as 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 uh, the quality of the film, the pacing of it, the uh, the characters, you know, the villains, the villains' lair, the action, everything. I thought I thought everything really came together nicely with Goldfinger, Doctor No and For Rush with Love, which are, are number one and number two, as far as you know, order of them being made. They're 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 good and entertaining, but but I thought it really all came together with Goldfinger, uh, Thunderball, which was made in nineteen sixty five. That's the fourth one, and You Only Live Twice, were um, okay. Thunderball in particular um, is not that great. There, I think at the time it was probably pretty amazing they they did a lot of filming of scenes underwater and i tell you just because it's one of those just because they could doesn't mean that they should have done it. uh those underwater scenes really bog it down everything is slows it down and really um uh almost makes it just too too slow and uninteresting which is too bad because they also could it could have been pretty cool, but but Goldfinger was my personal choice for the best Sean Connery uh, James Bond film, at least with this with this rewatch, and we'll see how it goes now with with uh, with Roger Moore Live and Let Die. Uh, the strength of it, I thought, was its music. The uh, um, you know, of course, the great uh, Paul McCartney. Paul and Linda McCartney wrote wrote the wrote the theme song "Live and Let Die," as recorded by Wings, and then the Beatles producer George Martin is the one who did the music for the film. And it just it's just this Bond, of course, the very familiar Bond theme, and then the music that we're so familiar with, but just really elevated. I thought uh, really enjoyed that. But the film has this major voodoo uh, element to it, which for me was it was. A little too creepy, uh, but then also Jane Seymour. She she makes her her film debut, and she's she's uh she plays the Bond girl named Solitaire. She's a tarot card reader, and she's lovely. and uh, And I thought I thought she was really great in it too. So pros and cons to Live and Let Die, but really, uh, Sean Connery is 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 my favorite Bond, and and uh, Goldfinger was the movie that I thought was uh, the best of of the bunch. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present Podcast. 
Again, links and more information about all the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Links are also on the blog. As always, I hope you will enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks for listening and be safe out there. Bye.